okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Hey, Pasuk Aleph, Shot to Bechutzos Yerushalayim. So we are going to see a very interesting um, concept in the Nebuah today, in Perik Hey, in that Yirmiyahu is asked by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to take, as it were, a virtual rhetorical tour of the streets of Yerushalayim. Go through the streets and report back. Says the Navi on Pasuk Aleph, Shotetu b'chutzos Yerushalayim, go, wander the streets of the courtyards of Yerushalayim, Uruuna, see what you find there, Uda'u, and go seek out on the streets of Yerushalayim. If you find a man, if anywhere in the Yerushalayim area there is a man who does mishpat, who does justice, and two characteristics, seeks emuna, truth, honesty. You're talking about if he finds another person that dispenses justice honestly, that seeks a sense of his own justice, of morality, tries to convey justice to others, or emuna, honesty, seeks honesty in his relationship with his fellow man, in relationship with his Kaddish Baruch in relationship with himself. If he finds a man possessing both qualities, the Eslach law, I will forgive the entire city of Yerushalayim. I will avert the terrible, terrible disasters that we saw in yesterday's parrot that were facing Yerushalayim. Find me in saying one honest man and I will dispense with the Onish. Interestingly, the Radak says this could be a problem because we learn in Tehillim that David HaMelech guarantees that no matter what the status of Yerushalayim is, there will always be honest men, men of Mishpat, men of Emunah. So how do you in fact explain this? Says the Radak that what you are saying, the key here is go outside in the streets, in the Rechavot, in the alleyways, why, says the Radak, he hachasidim shahayu b'Yerushalayim, and I'm quoting, the righteous people that were in Yerushalayim, hoyu mischabayim, they hid themselves, b'vateim, in their houses, v'lo hoyo yecholim l'israros b'rechovos u'bechutzos, they couldn't be seen in the streets. Why? Mipnei harashayim, because of evil people. There was nobody who would listen to them. There were people who would possibly harm them. And so they took the way of just staying in secluded in their homes. In addition, what we're saying is that the people of Yerushalayim, the Gemara tells us this at that time, just refused to take tochacha, to absorb a rebuke from their fellow man on improving himself, on following a certain derah. And so they were terrified of going out, giving, pronouncing judgment, 
telling people to do tshuva, so they stayed at home. So you're not going to find them. That's what Yermio is being told. Continues. Moreover, in v'chai Hashem yomru lochein l'sheker yishro, see if you can find a person who takes the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu in Yeshua. Honestly, we know that you can do that. It shows an extreme faith in the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You can swear, we know in court, you can swear to the contents, etc. See if you can find a man who doesn't take a shua using my name, Besheker, in a lie. What does that mean? Says the Radak. Again, I quote, that one, at one point, they take the shua in the name of other gods. So it's Sheker on its face. It's prima facie Sheker. Moreover, if they are taking an oath in my name to show on its content, that they're trying to show they are really Yerushalayim and are invoking God's name in an oath, that's a lie. So they are lying both as to the object of their shrua, they are lying as to the object of the contents, and moreover, you can't find an honest man in the streets of Yerushalayim. Continues the Navi, speaking now to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem Einecha, Halola Emuna, Hikisasam, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you see, your attempt is to find Emuna, and because you haven't, Hikisasam, you have struck them. Velo Cholu, they don't react, it doesn't hurt them, they don't feel it. Kilisa Meane, Kachas Musa, they have no interest in taking Musa, in taking correction, in taking lessons in moral character. Chizku, Penehem, Misela, Manu They have frozen their faces, one sec, they have frozen their faces like graven stone, no reaction. No possibility of tshuva, manu l'ashuv. They do not wish to make a return. I'm sorry. So if you compare what Yermiyah was describing to the situation today among uh, observant Jews, it's obvious, it seems like it was much worse. What today is much better, because you, you I mean, Israel is publicly a Jewish state. Jews are, you know, Orthodox Jews are public. Same thing in the United States. You have Seymour Shots with 90,000 people at Giant Stadium from the Middle Lands. So, you know, what's the prophecy? Like, things are different than it's described. If things have gotten better. One could argue that, but all right, well, one could discuss that. But even so, yes, they, they probably, certainly at that time, never been worse. At the eve of the Khurban, it's as bad as it gets. Does it get better? We're not sure. In any case, now says it will be a very interesting socioeconomic theory. I'm saying the reason you're not finding Yere Shamayim people interested in Shuva is they're simple people, Dalim. It could be simple, they're poor, uh, they don't have and and uh, Radak puts it perfectly. Radak says that these people, 
their labor force. They don't have the time for sophisticated concepts like God and MS and Shuva. They don't know what they, they don't have the time. They are so consumed in making a living, in farming the lands, that they have no time for these abstruse and abstract theories. You're going to the wrong audience. But, 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 his, but Hilly, historically, even like it was, oh, you always had poor, struggling Jews, very, very pious Jews, right? Yes. It's a theory that's going to be very quickly demolished. Okay. But let me read the Radak again. Because in most of the lower economic strata, this is his theory, they don't have the knowledge, the insight that rich people have, they're tending the vineyards, the fields, to make a living. Again, they don't have the time for this abstract reasoning of what truth and justice is. I'm going to the rich people. They have time for study. They have time for greater understanding. I will speak to them. They will know the ways of justice of Elohim. They too don't know. They have broken Shavu old Nitko Moseros. They have broken the chains. They have untethered their ropes. They are free people. They don't want to be bothered with restrictions and with, you know, judgments and with Tokacha. They're just as bad or just as ignorant. It is a universal failure, a universal across the board failure to recognize one's own moral defects. Al Cain, and now, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Hikam Aryeh I will have them stricken by the lions in the forest, and that, of course, is a symbol for Bavel. Ze'ev, the wolf, and Aravos in the plains, that is a symbol for Persia and Madai. Yashirim um, Namer, the leopard will circle the town as the leopard is wont to do, and that, of course, is considered Rome. Shokate Allah Rehem, anyone who confronts them, these enemies of Israel, will be torn up, will be destroyed. So great is the gap between their sins and their intent to do tshuva that it is a wide, irretrievable gap with an irrevocable calamity awaiting them. How can I possibly forgive you? Bonayich Azavuni, your sons have left me. Notice we still use the word Bonayich. The Yishru below Elohim, they swear by gods that aren't theirs. The Eshra Osam, the Anunufu, Ubezona Yiskodadu. Their interest is in the physical lusts and pleasures of life. This is why they are Yiskodadu. They gather around the harlot. Could be Znus. Specifically, it could be a synonym for Avodah Zorah. It could be both. Susim Zionim. This is a very interesting metaphor. Like horses that are fed or overfed at night. Mashkim Hoyu. They get up in the morning, and this is what they're saying, is that we have a call in the Torah that says, Vayishman Yeshurun Vayivah. 
that Israel grew fat. They grew from the good life. The Kaddish Baruch who gave them so much affluence and they rebelled that it was no good. And that's what's happening here. So here these people get up during the night having satisfied every moral, licentious, libidinous, meretricious lust. They get up and they are exulting about the wives of their neighbor. But Hilly, let's go back. We've gone through Shmuel, Malachim, Yeshayahu. When was this idyllic time where the Jews were living high, you know, maybe 40 years here, 40 years there? Yeah. It doesn't seem like that that was the, from the history we've read and we've learned, doesn't it seem like that was the the, the normal No, but conditions. there were undeniable times of prosperity. Right. Shlomo, David, you know, uh, etc. The first temple, Yechizkiyo, Yoshio, there was prosperity. And some, even when there was not a general economic, made their own prosperity. But like, they just want to be freed of restriction. That's what the element is. And it's a terrible lesson if it's saying the more affluence you have or are exposed to, that's a direct proportion of how you want to be freed from the restrictions. And it shouldn't be a surprise. We've seen it all through history. On these, I will not forgive. I, there's no way I'm going to forgive them. My soul will not be avenged with these people, giving them a tshuva. Go to her vineyards, but do not um, destroy them. Destroy them. Again, that warning. However, do not annihilate them. This could be B'nai Israel always leaving a remnant, or it could be even on the vines itself. Take away the underlying shoots of the vine. They are not the Kaddish Baruch. Israel, Yehuda, they have both transgressed. They have both blasphemed me. And now we get to a problem that we are going to see in even greater proportion soon. And that is you cannot underestimate the effect at that time of the Nevi'i HaShekel. The Nevi'im who were outright Checker, they lied. They were powerful, they were effective, they were believable, they had a following, everything was for sale, and Yermio had a terrible and increasingly terrible time that would put him in the end, as we're going to see, in absolute physical jeopardy if he prophesied. Kichashu Bashem, they deny the Kaddish Baruchu, Vayomu Lohu. And the children say, This isn't real. It isn't happening. Kaddish Baruchu is not there. The Lo Savo Elenu Ra, nothing bad is going to happen to us. The Cherev of Lo we are not going to see evil, famine, pestilence, sword, nothing will happen to us. Vahanavim Yeyula Ruach, Vahadaber Einbohem. And these false prophets, they will be, literally, ultimately they will be gone with the wind. 
And nothing they say will survive and what they predicted will not happen, will happen to them. Because you have spoken this way, in a way that denies my very existence, my people just denying the reality of a Kaddish I will put my words in your mouth, in, flame, in my mouth. I will put it in flame. And I will make these people like wood chips and devour them. In other words, the flame will destroy. It's a metaphor, the wood being B'nai Israel consumed by the Kaddish Baruch which is the fire. I am going to bring an enemy away from you from afar. We've already decided it cannot be Bavel, or it may not be Bavel because Rome is further. I will bring it right up to your doorstep. And it's going to be a nation of qualities as follows. They will be very powerful, strong, military strength. You will not defeat them on a military battlefield. Um, they are in existence a long time. So other nations aren't going to come they are established, they are powerful. Other nations aren't going to come to your help in alliance. You don't even know its language. And you don't know what it's going to say because you don't understand it. So your reasoning, your learning, your invocation of the Kaddish Baruch is not going to accomplish anything. You are doomed. Do you understand that? Ashpaso. Um, it literally garbage pits, but what it means here, Asher, the quiver that they carry their weapons in, Ashwasoki, Kever, Pasuach, is like an open grave, Kulamgi Borum. They are all mighty warriors. In short, you don't stand a chance. So, for Achal Kitzrecha, they will devour your harvest, they will devour your lachmecha, your bread, they will devour physically your sons and daughters. Yochal Tzonecha, they will eat your sheep, Ubekorecha, your flock. Yochal Gafnecha, they will consume your vineyard, Utenecha, your date trees. Yoresh Oremi Tzorecha, they will conquer your fortified cities. Asher Ata. They will destroy everything. And so let's end here that at the same time, I am promising you I will not destroy all mankind. However, certain misfortune point out that here what it might be saying is that I will leave a remnant over, yes, but they will be to serve as slaves to the conquering people that I am sending to destroy you. Ad Khan.